This is an Area Code podcast. You're listening to The Table of Malcontents, where Aaron Armstrong, Dave Schrader, and Barnabas Piper talk about the books they love and a few they really don't to help you be a better reader. This week's episode of The Table of Malcontents is sponsored by Gospel-Centered Discipleship. They're releasing a new title in their GCD books line, A Restless Age, How St. Augustine Helps You Make Sense of Your Twenties by Austin Gohn. This book takes readers through Augustine's confessions to show how five searches young adults undertake in their twenties. Searches for meaning, habit, belonging, love, and work are actually searches for rest. The kind of rest that cannot be satisfied until we're satisfied in Christ. A Restless Age is a very thoughtful application of Augustine to the challenges of young adulthood and one that I would definitely encourage you check out. To learn more about the book, head over to gcdiscipleship.com books and click on the Amazon link in the show notes to get your copy today. Hey everybody, welcome to today's episode of Table of Malcontents. I'm Aaron and with me as always are Barnabas. Hi. <laughs> and Dave. I think this is our first time recording on a Monday ever. It may be. Unless possibly. when you guys no, were a little slow on the response. Mondays are not my I'm not no. a, I'm not at peak performance on Mondays. That's true. D- is it's okay. is Wednesday our time? You know, uh, I mean no, we Fridays when, is like I our mean, most necessary. Tuesdays but, or Thursdays are better. Wednesday is true. I'm, Tuesdays I feel, or Thursdays. We did well okay, no, last Tuesday. I, I, I'll give you an explanation of this. Mondays are Mondays. Mm-hmm. Garfield was right. Yes. Wait, did you Do just you have praise a case of the cat? Mondays? Wait, hold on. He praised no, a cat. No, but it's a, it's a cartoon cat. doesn't count. Yeah, but he's a really fun, No, but he's also the villain in the whole story. I didn't say Garfield was nice. I said Garfield was right. That's that's true. There are a lot of right people who are really un, really unpleasant. Oh, we have another guest. Oh, yes. Yes, yes and we have a special guest on the show. <laughs> the specialist this is, this of guests that we've specialist had. of guests. This is what happens you speak up, Melon. That's right. Uh, we have Madeline Schrader uh, uh, with us as well. Madeline is Dave's daughter. and She's mainly here to stand up for her dad. She that's right. Heard yes. He occasionally gets picked on. So we, we were She's just, already scolded us twice. Which is which is brilliant. This is yes. why she's here. But also, um, as we were just talking off air about in, uh, you know, from the Wonder Years, you remember the episode where Kevin gets to go to work with his dad. And no, he, I don't, because the Wonder Years come on. were on when I was like Such two. A, what that was like the late eighties. Okay, so I was like times. seven. All right, remember, well, Barnabas didn't have a TV growing up. <laughs> that is and true. When his when he went to when he went to watch TV at his friend's house, oh, he wasn't watching the Wonder Years. That's correct. Oh man, fine, fine. I'm dating myself again. It's okay. Um, I watched the Wonder thank Years. Thank you. Thank I you. I know what you're talking about. Well, Kevin, as he's like ten years old, like Madeline, yep, gets to come to work and and see what <laughs> life is like for his dad. But he gets to see his dad get chewed out by his boss. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and in this case, instead of getting chewed out my boss, I get made fun of for two hours. That's what's going to yeah, happen. Your boss is nicer than we are. Yeah, that's very true. Very true. That's yeah. also true. Yeah. Yeah, we can't deny that, Dave. Cannot one um, bit. Exactly. You know, but just think of <laughs> just think of all the fodder we're giving you for your tell-all book. Um, I know. What did we 20 say the title of that was? Which one? <laughs> his tell-all book that he's writing. Um... Uh, hot miking, hot no. miking it or something like that. Hot <laughs> I, that's, that's questionable. That's so bad. But back to my explanation of days because this is important. Garfield. Mondays Cats. trash. Friday is exhausted. Wednesday is like the middle of the week where you you are tired from the first half of the week and there's no hope for the second half of the week. So Tuesdays and Thursdays are better. 
Tuesdays and Thursdays. Fine. So we're in... we, which we never record on. So we're getting mm. lack of peak performance from all of us. Actually, that's true. Sorry, you, you're either getting uh, slap happy or beaten down. Mm. Typically, are we at our six month uh, six minute in- intro yet? Not uh, quite. Okay, we good. are at. Uh, Three minutes or so. Okay. But with our sponsor message, we're pretty close. Okay, that's good. We can yeah. keep rolling. Though. Yeah, that's, that's right. good. That's right. All right. So. Guys, I got to tell you, it's really liberating to have a sponsor right mm-hmm. now. You know, mm. I'm just really thankful for them. <laughs> it's can, great. They, can they do the mastering <laughs> of the podcast? Maybe you, s- maybe someday. Save you that time. Can they make sure that your computer actually records the podcast? Well, th- oh. 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 We'll need a few more sponsors for that. Yeah. Um, Why? To replace your computer? Yeah. Yeah, those, pretty much. Those lost podcasts were really good. They man. were. They, they, <laughs> man. Well, we had to you re-record know, you can't like recreate three the magic of that. It's like footage of Will Chamberlain's 100-point game. Like, I bet it was amazing, but nobody will ever, ever know. It's true. That's mm-hmm. true. We are the Will Chamberlain of podcasting. Wow. On, <laughs> That's on great. court behavior, not off, just to clarify. Yeah, okay. Thank you. There you yes. go. Content. Thank you. Uh, thank again, you. Again. Content. Don't get fired. No, exactly. Also, also, guys, we're keeping it PG ten today. Yeah, it's ten. Madeline's since, not eleven uh, yet. Since Madeline is ten. Or actually, when the time she is aired, matu- she'll be eleven. She seems mature for huh. her age. Maybe yeah. we can do PG eleven. Yeah, we we talk right, we'll about have to keep ratings. It to, of we'll movies, have to keep it a so, hard yeah. PG eleven though. Yeah, okay. yes. as opposed no, to our no, flirting no, with twelve. No fudging. No <laughs> blurring those lines. Yes, no blurred yeah, lines. None of yes. this Temple of Doom stuff, man. That, don't <laughs> no, no no oh. No, go for it. Oh, do you like Temple of Doom? She's, she's Are you not, a fan have you of Indiana seen it, Jones? Madeline? Which one have I? The Temple of Doom, uh, Indiana Jones. Which have I? I can't remember if it you've was not seen it yet. Oh, oh no, okay. we watched. I wanted the, to. We watched the first one, and then we watched the, the third one. I am a worse parent than Dave. I, I have showed my kids the Indiana Jones movies. See, there I may have been some nightmares. Okay, there may have been some nightmares involved. I've tried to get my kids to watch the Indiana Jones. I've tried, and they're just like. Can we, can we not watch this right now? Man, like, wow. Like, bored or scared? We'll, we'll watch it. Um, oh, a little bit scared. 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 Like Harry Potter. So like, okay. So we can't watch all of them no. quite yet. I know. I hear you. I it's know. Okay. I know. Okay. We we have not we yet watched uh, Avengers <clears throat> Infinity War with the younger two of my kids. But my oldest, she's my... She's my superhero movie date, so. Okay. Um, yep, I took right. mine to see Captain Marvel last weekend. Yeah, what'd you think about that? Against all advice from certain online columnists. Oh. Mm. Oh, yes. Mm. I thought the it was internet. great. I loved it. It was yeah? tons of fun. <clears throat> okay, Yeah. You did you feel empowered? I did. Yeah. Ooh. My daughters did as well, yeah. which is, it seemed, that seems more important to me. Yes. <laughs> but uh, You know, that yeah. was a great, great segue. Well done. Because um, that's what I'm here for. I know. That's now, it. In, and of course, in our um, our audio medium here, um, listeners would not have noticed Dave holding up a book called "Empowered" by Catherine Parks, which is published by B and H. That's right. We knew. It's yeah, a good publisher. Yeah. I've heard. That's yeah. <laughs> Rumor has it. <laughs> Rumor has it. Uh, yes, uh, Madeline. Uh, yeah, I brought this home for Madeline. This book called "Empowered." It's about when you want to tell us. Briefly, what's about? She's, she's shaking me off. All right. So, Matt, well, we can talk about yeah. like one because we just started it, so we sure. have not read all this. But That's it's fine. what sparked the idea of this podcast. We'll talk about. It. That's right. Empowered is about how God shaped eleven women's lives. Mm-hmm. So this is a profile, like short little bios of um, women of faith. So you've got like Elizabeth Elliot. Uh, we just read about which person. Do you remember her name? It's a. It's kind of a funny name, Corey Ten Boom. So who? Saved many hundreds of uh, Jewish people in the Holocaust. Or you actually said eight hundred. That's right. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, Man, got the numbers. That's a lot. 
That is a lot. Yeah. So I didn't know that so, there was that so, many. So podcasters mm-hmm. and listeners, what have you done with your lives? Um, well, <laughs> talked into a microphone. <laughs> I, I have pontificated and bloviated like no one's business. Well, bloviate is, is a delightful Isn't word. Isn't it a great word? Yeah, we, we talk to know. hundreds of people. It's so much I fun. Know. It's kind you of know. the same thing, the except same thing. completely not at all. That's right. And has That's right. minimal value. I have... Uh, Can you pass that book over here, Boldly yeah. called out people on uh, on the internet. Yes. And uh, and that's been great too. Absolutely, right. yeah. But it spurred the question, yeah. But like you know what, it's fun. So yeah, of course. When I I knew Catherine was writing this book, and I think we got a team together to mm-hmm. kind of brainstorm some women, and also there's going to be a, a yeah. one for boys called Strong coming out too. Um, oh. So that has a little bit more of a typical crowd you would see of men in faith. So, um, but it is, uh, but it's fun because it also sort of thought like, what makes a good biography? You know, how do you start mm-hmm. learning about more, um, uh, more about men and women of faith, but also just people of history. What can you learn mm-hmm. from them? So yeah, yeah there we yeah. go. So that's what we're going to talk about. We're going to talk yeah. about great biographies Man. and what makes a great biography. See, I'm, I'm glad we're talking about this. I really enjoy biographies. I do too. Yeah. You know, it's fun. They're, they're just a lot of fun. I mean, just really because people are interesting. Yes. And that's why I like biographies. People are interesting. Mm-hmm. Biographies are often not reflective of how interesting people okay. are. Good biographies. Bloviating? Is that the word? <laughs> yeah, I would just yes. say that, uh, yeah, some of them are bloviating. There's a lot of just, they're, they're, they're just boring. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's fair. Not as a genre, but a huge number of biographies are just pretty boring. So we don't get to read uh, a fictional biography by Bilbo Baggins, do we, ever? No. That's never – okay. Man, do you think that would be bloviating? Probably. Well. <laughs> no, we just went into a subgenre. Hmm. We did. Biography. <laughs> My Monday brain is having a real hard time tracking right now. Yes. I'm like, I don't, what? So what's here's, happening? So everyone's – so you know how uh, a while back I mentioned – how a guilt, how brain candy for me is uh, media tie-in novels. Yes. Okay. okay. So you mean there's a movie, and then they feel there's like a movie or TV to... show, and yeah. so they have like the you know the non-canon novels just to make more money, kind of thing. Just a little bit like Spaceballs too. The quest for more money. Um, <laughs> Spaceball is the flamethrower. That's right. The quest That's for right. more money. Is that a Michael Hyatt book? Oh, oh wow. we'll get to that later. next one. Oh, that's next, next, one. next episode. Sorry, Stay folks. tuned. Next that's called the teaser. Welcome to professional radio. That's right. Thank you, Barnabas. Good job. <laughs> we can call it professional, uh, I guess. Oh, that's good. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's Aaron right. gets paid for it, Aaron so we can call it professional. It. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> no, he doesn't get paid for it. That's right. It, that's that's not legal. We're no, still not, not certain on my uh, my ability to make additional yes. income. Just to make yeah. Yes. The money show. Yeah, it's tough for people on parole. I always forget that. Oh, thank yeah. Specifically, parole waiting for green cards. That's not what parole is, Aaron. There is an advanced parole, actually, for that. That's why I'm allowed to travel basically, outside the U.S. again. Basically, okay. Madeline, what we're trying to talk about is that Aaron is semi-legal here in the United States. He's Canadian. He's from the northern country. Sorry. Yeah, sorry. He talks like sorry. this, you know. I do occasionally. You know Canadians, all they do is just ride around on moose all day, eating bacon, but it's not even bacon. It's like thinly sliced ham. Mm. It's like fake bacon. We eat real bacon, too. Okay. We do. You got that going for you. That's true. 
you know, we're a nation where our to- where our national foods are toppings, um, and our coffee tastes <laughs> like resignation, disappointment, and menthol cigarettes. And wow, so that's also had that down. I that's like Tim it. Hortons. I like it. I like it. Okay, man. yeah, it's sad. It's sad. We do not know what good coffee tastes like. Oh man. All right, let's talk about what makes a great bio. All right. All right. Well, you, I, I had a point yeah. though with you the did media, have a point with the media tie-ins. Oh, fine. All right, media so, tie-ins. So, um, so we took out, and we being me and my wife, we took out a media tie-in book that was written as an autobiography of a fictional character. Oh, that's it was interesting. Amazing. It was an interesting experiment. Um, for well, can you say what, what was it? what was it, it was it was actually the because um, we're giant nerds and we like Star Trek. It was the autobiography <laughs> of Captain Jean Luc Picard okay. from Star Trek: The Next Generation. Okay, it was ridiculous. So that that's all just backstory. Oh, it was its own right, kind of it was its own kind of thing. So it was written as though it were the character writing this book. Hmm. There, I mean, so. there are a lot of, there are a lot of novels written that way, though. Yeah, there are. I mean, like, what is it? World, uh, is it World War Z? Mm-hmm. Is written like diary entries. Yep. Kind of laying yeah. out the the zombie apocalypse. Yeah. Yeah. Secret Diary of Hendrik Grun is uh, is written that way as well. Yeah, I mean, there's there's a that 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 perspective is not uncommon for. Novels. No. Oh gosh, no first person perspective. But the not. media tie-in aspect of it is. Kind of a that's kind of a special treat it's, for it's you guys. It's a unique isn't it? twist. It's a unique <laughs> twist. You're so diplomatic. <laughs> trying, trying. Dave, Jean Luc Picard. There Dave, you what go. Do you, Dave, what do you think makes a good biography? Because you like them more than I do, so um, your opinion matters more than mine on this one. Yeah, I certainly don't love them all. Um, I feel. Like if all right, so there's the there's a few different types of bios, right? There, let's just go with the mm-hmm. there's a memoir, which is a kind of a biography. It's about a period of life or a focus of their life. Uh, there's the very detailed memoirs, like okay, so we I know you did not like Chernow's uh, Ron Chernow's Grant, but Grant's I liked about forty percent of it. Okay, Grant's <laughs> memoirs, which are like. I mean, they, they say those are like, that's like literary greatness because Mark Twain helped them out a little bit with it, I'm sure. But uh, that's like detail, detail, detail. That's like journals really kind of immersed into this full, huge biography. Sure. It's kind of overwhelming. And then there's ones where it's more just pure narrative. Um, and we haven't even gotten to like pure autobiography, but uh, like a John Adams would be just a wonderful narrative. People say like, that's one of the best bios. Yeah. Uh, that you'll find in like an American president because it just tells a story better than anything else. So it's not mm-hmm. just fact, 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 fact. Oh, then he did this. Mm-hmm. There's so much more behind it. He'll kind of expand upon a story and that's what makes it great. Uh, I think those are certainly the most entertaining, the ones like John Adams because of that, because people still like stories as much as they do want to learn about things, uh, details about someone's life. I think it's, they don't want to be overwhelmed. I mean, Churchill's written how many books about himself not all are that interesting. <laughs> he loves to talk about himself. Is, so is when yes, that's Churchill true. the most like what I don't know, I'm gonna I'm gonna verbify a word here. Is he the most biographized <clears throat> character? I feel like there are more pages have been written about Winston Churchill than I mean than like Abraham Lincoln or George yeah. Washington or you know 
Yeah, well, Jesus. actually, think about it. Can you? Well, here's well, here's an answer to that. Um, even Abraham Lincoln, like, can you think of a definitive bio in Abraham Lincoln? No, I'm sure there's not an obvious one. There's lots of books no. that are written about pieces of his yeah. life or right. about him in specific, context. Specific, the yeah, Vampire specific. Hunter one, especially. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter yes. was. I mean, I'd, I'd call that a seminal work. Yeah, um, absolutely. <laughs> it's that little known uh, piece of his history. But yeah, no, there's I, not. I, there's not sort of the you know like what was it the the Churchill one was the last line or whatever. It's like yes. six volumes and yeah. you just immense. And you basically own that just to put it on yourself and look smart. Um, right. Thank you. And then you've got the churnout biographies. You've got the David McCullough yeah. biographies. But yeah, I don't, I can't think of one of Lincoln. That's the same. Mm-mm. No, but you're right about um, Churchill and Teddy Roosevelt were kind of that same way. They loved writing about themselves. They had a lot of time in their hands to write Which about probably themselves. Means there's just more, um, more source material for biographers since. Like, I don't think mm-hmm. Lincoln did a lot of that, which means no. that there's a lot of stuff that's like, there's, well, there's just sort of gaps in his story. When, right, right. Right. When you look at his early life, I mean, you know, born in Kentucky, lived in Indiana, then Illinois, you know, growing up. Yeah. We're <clears> talking about log cabins with no, you know, clearly, of course, no electricity or anything like that, but also you didn't have parents who were writing these extensive journals about life, nor was he. So there's just not a lot to go on. Yeah, it is interesting um, for historical figures. The more upper class a figure was, the more detailed the biography can be. Whereas, like, yeah. Lincoln was dirt poor, dirt floor dirt poor for a long time. And so, like, those years of his life were basically like, yeah, he yeah. chopped some wood and he was a laborer and right. he went to school and he read by candlelight. Like, these are the yeah. things we learned when we were eight yeah, right. and uh, well, that's about it. His life is cut short, clearly. Uh, in Kennedy, there's similarities in the sense that uh, it's not like there's a lot of definitive bios just on John F. Kennedy. It's the Kennedys, yeah. and he's a huge part of that story. Yeah, uh, so that's the way you tell his the bio. Curse. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, but no, I think it's. Uh, but then, like we've talked about a ton in here. Like we run a reread a ton of you know more modern bios and memoirs, which are well, really fun too. I mean. I mean I'm a sucker for a good pop biography, so yeah. I find I I just find um, celebrities, whether they are musicians or actors, um, from that perspective, like what what's going on, you know, behind the scenes, fascinating. Yeah, um, I think so. there's something about like when you get something that's a memoir or an autobiography, you get a sense of what they were thinking. Mm-hmm. Those have the I think the widest range. Memoir especially has oh, the yeah. widest range of outcomes because because mm-hmm. good memoir is is probably sort of peak writing. It's just it's about mm-hmm. as brilliant as it comes and so difficult to do. Mm-hmm. Hillbilly elegy. Bad memoir is just the worst. It's the most navel gazing, arrogant, self conscious yeah. pile of tripe. That's just it's just just trash. Yeah, and so. And there's not a lot in between. Like right. there's there's very few that you're like that was okay. You're like that was mm-hmm. a terrible memoir. And then there's the few that you're like that was, wow. Right. That was that was brilliant. So so give me an example of uh, of one of each. Well, I, it's hard to give an example of bad because usually you can tell they're bad in about a page and a half. Yeah. And you're like, oh, not gonna read this. Yeah. No, thank you. Just you just sort of tap out quick. Um, one that I did not enjoy recently. Um, was uh, this is gonna was Amy Poehler's uh, was it Yes Please? Oh, yes, yeah, yeah. yes. You I, said no, thank I, you. I, I made yes, it like yeah, I tried yeah. really hard because here's the thing: I think she's hilarious. Yeah. I think she's a hilarious actor. I think she's done brilliant screenwriting. 
And that book was so dumb. It's just not funny at all. Mm. And uh, which was, which made me sad because I yeah. really wanted to laugh at it. Um, but then, yeah, brilliant memoir. Let's see. I mean, Hillbilly Elegy is is up there. It's, it, that's one that it's almost like it feels cliche to call it brilliant because once something becomes popular, we're not allowed to think it's brilliant anymore. But True. but it really is. It was really really well done. And it's I don't even know that that's memoir. It's like memoir and autobiography. It's kind mm-hmm. of it's it's a blending of genres. Yeah. Um, some of Donald Miller's earlier stuff, like through Painted Deserts, yeah, and uh, searching well, searching for God knows what was a little yeah. bit more out there. But our he was a he was a really gifted memoirist when he when he was in that lane. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Trying to think what else. Right, people couldn't put their finger on it, but that's what they liked him for. Yeah, it was that right. fact of. Him and, walking through his mind, and the, the mm. problem I think, and we almost, yeah. we almost sort of, we being the Christian, Christian publishing market and Christian reading readers market, tried to turn that into like Christian nonfiction instead of just sort of recognizing the, the writing quality yeah. of, of yeah. Th- this is one person's journey. There's observations there, but it's not a teaching book. It's not a lesson right. book. But, but that rep, that I mean, that's a good point because that's one of those things that we. I think sometimes struggle with at like we're a little okay we're a little more okay with um with biography in general if it's someone who's dead. Um, as a general rule, as I a general prefer biographies but, of dead people. Well, sure, be- but because, I mean because they they can't screw it up after the fact. Well, yeah, true. And, and there's a true. there's a full story to tell whether right. you yeah. like it or not. I mean, you just have that. There's a yeah. beginning and an end, right? And, and an analysis of legacy too, yep. which I think is important. And per- perspective on their place yeah. in history. I mean, yeah. there's a yep. uh, so the the idea of like if if they're from a time in history and they made decisions that we would find morally reprehensible today. But mm-hmm. at the time, they were not considered to be so. What it was like slave ownership and the like, being able to kind of wrestle with those things from 150 years of perspective. And I don't know that we get it right, but it is beneficial to have that. Because yeah. they, they might have been deified in their day, yeah. and then they're going to be vilified at one point. And so to kind of come yes. away with, like, what's the balanced, what's the yeah. balanced perspective on this? Here's the danger with memoirs, and I'll give you two examples. One, we talked about a long time ago, because I remember I, you weren't, like, huge on survival stories, right? I mean, not like you didn't just— Some of them are great. But, some of them are not. But I'll go with Into Thin Air. So the story is John Krakauer, yeah. which he's a great— writer, mm-hmm. investigator, reporter, um, the whole bit. But, you know, that's about the disaster on Mount Everest in the mid-90s. Now, of course, there was one that was worse a few years ago, unfortunately. But, uh, you know, something like five or six people died, you know, in one single day. And um, when the movie came out, you know, there's a movie that came out, even though there's been lots of books written on that particular disaster. Yeah. His has been criticized because it, it's his perspective, you know. Mm-hmm. So you got this other group of people who, oh, someone like John Cracker, Krakauer could have done more to save these people. He wasn't a professional climber. He was there like anyone, but he was covering it for Outdoor Magazine, I think. But you, you get a piece of the truth of what he saw, um, and whereas others would see something of what he did or didn't do and would question the whole memoir because of it. And it's really well done. It's really what – you get a good perspective of what happened, but you also realize, boy, with something like that, you need to read all perspectives. And that's yeah. what makes it tricky. Yeah. The other one is the most famous, I feel like, memoir that went wrong was uh, you know, the, the old Oprah book club's uh, uh, picks, uh, A Million Little Pieces. Do you remember that? 
that guy. It was kind of his like addiction story. Um, I remember and, the I remember the book being a phenomenon, but I don't know anything about it. Yeah, so but it came out to where he basically just lied about yes. his addiction. Oh yeah, and yeah, yeah. Everything. There, was, yeah. there was a period yeah. of time I'd but say he, late, he'd already sold millions of yeah. copies. I'd so say sure. late nineties, so. late nineties to yeah. mid two thousands, mm-hmm. where there was a number of those books. Yeah. I think those one was it called Boy Soldier. That was another one that. where was they, that. Go ahead. That was it. I think it might have been. In a, it might have been uh, made it onto Oprah's book club. I can't remember, but it was sold in like Starbucks and all these different things. And it was. It was about. Um, it was. It was an autobiography or memoir, kind of the blending of those two of a of a guy who claimed to be one of the boy soldiers in sub-Saharan Africa. And then there were questions cast about the the accuracy of it. There was a whole bunch of those kind of before before people realized the power of the Internet. Mm-hmm. And then once people realized the yeah. power of the Internet, they were like, wait yeah. a minute. None yeah. of this checks out. And Is it, uh, um, uh, a long way gone. Memoirs of a boy soldier. That's I think that might be it. Okay. Was the author on that one? Um, Ishmael B. Yes, I think yes. that's the one I'm thinking. You're of. Right. Okay. Yes, that's yeah. always when I was searching um, and this I mean, earlier. It's still, right? it's still a huge seller. And to okay, full full, you know, so we don't get sued. I'm not 100 percent positive that's the one. So if that book is 100 percent accurate and his story is true, I'm not disparaging him. There was a book about that subject by somebody who told stories that were not true, sort of an escape story and different things, and like that that didn't actually happen. Um, but yeah, I, I think the so. In, in terms of things that make a biography really good, though, for me, I want a biography that reads like a story, not a record. Yes. yes. The, that's why I didn't like Chernow's because it doesn't read like a story. It's story interrupted by I agree with by you. a lot of records of detail. Yeah. So it's it's a brilliant historical artifact. So yeah, no, Chernow no. Chernow as a historian is clearly brilliant. So did you read Hamilton, Alexander Hamilton? No, I have no interest in Alexander Hamilton whatsoever. Is that because? No, I just like, I don't understand. <laughs> I, the, the the fact that Hamilton is like a cultural phenomenon, both the Chernow yeah. book and the musical yeah. on different ends of the spectrum. I'm yeah. like, why Hamilton? I don't care. Yeah. Right. <laughs> no, but I'm curious. I haven't read it yet, too. I kind of feel like I need to, to kind of compare Grant in it because mm-hmm. I have a feeling it's probably similar as Grant, but for some reason people just didn't know much of anything about Alexander right. Hamilton. So they're like, wow, this guy mm-hmm. is the true American, like, uh, you know, uh, you know, yeah. pick yourself up. So by yeah. like, straps. But, but like yeah. David, David McCullough is a good example of a guy who's done both. Well, both sides of it. Cause yes. I, I tried to read the one about the, uh, the Panama canal. Yes. Yep. And it reads very much like a record. There's a ton of like financial documents and this and that. And I gave up about a third of the way in because yeah. I was like, this is just a slog. Yeah. But then you read like 1776 or some of his others. Now, again, these are historical Captain. accounts, not biographies yes. specifically. But it it's the narrative of the story. And the thing about telling a narrative is that you you understand why the like you you raise the level of importance for certain yeah. facts and you kind of. You weave some others in there, some vignettes or some, you know, the cost of things, whatever it is. But you know which facts matter in the the moving along of the story. Yeah. And that's where I think that's where a lot of biographies go wrong is like they just they bog down and all the the researcher is so excited about their research that they forget they're supposed to tell the person's story. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think it's uh, here's another very well-known um story is take Louis Zamperini. Okay, uh-huh. so he wrote his book years before Unbroken. Right. Yeah. It's not as though suddenly, you know, everyone just discovered the story. The reality of the story had been out there for a long yeah. time. He'd been speaking on it. He's, mm-hmm. you know, it was pretty well documented. 
but someone told it better. And he was good with it. This was him like absolutely yes. collaborating with Laura Hillenbrand to write such a beautiful book. And um, But she tells it in such a great story. Man, and that's why it works. She is. So yeah. speaking of Laura Hillenbrand, the book Seabiscuit. Yeah. It's the biography of a horse. <laughs> in, in, yeah. in the Depression. Seabiscuit. Yeah. So exciting. Seabiscuit. Seabiscuit. So, so yeah. Malin's the, it's the name of a – They made a movie name of, out of it, famous, too. A famous, we'll, we'll uh, it. a famous racing horse. So mm-hmm. Thoroughbred Horse won – I don't know if he won the Triple Crown or not, but, I mean, he won He won all the, ma- the most important horse races back in, like, the 20s and 30s. Um, but the thing that she did that was brilliant is that it was really a snapshot of America – not just the life of the horse. And I think that's another thing biographies do well is historical context. Sort of why does the character matter or where does the character fit in broader context, which is part of the reason Churchill gets so many biographies written because he was clearly the hinge on which the Allied forces turned in a lot of ways, yeah. not not to mention being just brilliant and quotable and having so many ups and downs in his life. But I think Seabiscuit is an example of, I mean, you can call it a biography. It's literally the life of a horse. Mm -hmm. Um, But, but it is a, it's a historical account of a, of America's changes during that time and, Mm -hmm. and kind of the context of the country. Personalized through the people who are attached to the horse, which makes, and who are all very different, yet they're brought together by the horse. Helen Brand, as much as any author I've read who does these kinds of books, same thing in Unbroken, gives the historical details to paint a really vivid picture without getting bogged down in the details. If you ever feel bogged down, it won't last more than half a page. And then like, and then the story moves. And that's just not the case for a lot of kind of formal historians and biographers. It's definitely not the case for a lot of Christian biographers. Christian (laughs) biographies, by and large, sadly, the most boring. Yeah. Because they, they get preachy, they get bogged down in people's uh, – like their spiritual self-revelation. So they go to a lot of like, oh, this guy's sermons it's, and whatever else. You're like, oh, I can already just, read those elsewhere. It's just predictable. Yeah. Going back to yeah. um, um, to Louis Zamperini again in Unbroken, you've got a powerful gospel story in that that – you don't see coming, you know. I mean, yeah. it's yeah. a beautiful story of forgiveness. Sorry to ruin it, folks, but like that's it's what's been, great it's about been out it. For 10 it's been out years, for a long time, but no, it and it's is. Had two movies made about it. Doesn't it. matter what genre you're into. You should read that book. It's so good. Yeah. Um, yeah. You don't have to be into. It's not a. It's not a World War II book. It's it's a much deeper uh, you know book than that. Yeah. Um, go ahead. So, sorry. Go ahead. I was I was just gonna say um, because we were talking about. Um, Fake memoirs. Um, <laughs> I, I I have been looking for for some interesting lists of fake memoirs and so ones mil- that were discovered to be frauds. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So okay. there was so I mean, a million little pieces yeah. is one of the most recent examples of it. Um, there there was a biography of uh, Howard Hughes in the seventies. Really? Yeah. The uh, author, his last name was Irving. He um, he got a, like a seven seven hundred plus thousand dollar advance in the seventies. In the seventies, so that was like eight hundred bajillion dollars, folks. Mm. Um, in today's dollars, is that about right, Dave? Sure. All right. How many yeah. how many toonies is that? Just told there be no Ooh. math on this show. Oh gosh. Um, well, seeing as how the Canadian dollar is worth about thirty-five cents, um, oh. let's, which means it's about twenty-four bajillion. 
yes. Canadian dollars, technically. If our math is correct. That's right. Which, there's a two or three percent margin of error numbers, here. I don't know. This is a words podcast. <laughs> this is a, words, <laughs> words, <laughs> words matter. <laughs> but uh, but he, he collected he collected his his royal his um advance um he handed in his manuscript and then Hughes came Hughes who was a notor- notorious recluse came out and sued the publisher mm. um yeah. he and he was like I have never spoken to this person this was the greatest like uh authorial con game that uh, had been had been attempted after the cash uh, the, yeah that's uh, right he's like because he was yeah. betting he yeah. was betting that Hughes would not break his silence wow and he was like no I'm come I'm gonna get it I'm gonna come out with my Kleenex boxes for shoes yeah and uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's that's awesome yeah uh, back well, to Churchill yeah, for a second yeah, um, I'll give you good so I've got the new um, Churchill bio, Andrew. I can't remember his last name. I haven't read it yet, but it's huge. You know, it's one of those. Like, that's another thing about Churchill. Every few years, there's a huge thousand-page bio. You know what's the funny thing about Churchill is the best biography I'm aware of on him is by Paul Johnson, and it's about 180 pages long. So my point is with that is absolutely that it's it's the ones who capture the essence of who he is or the making of who he is, it's fascinating. My favorite one is um, Candace Millard's book, Hero of the Empire. Okay. And it's all about the making of Winston Churchill. And yeah. it's it's literally of him escaping, uh, being taken prisoner in the Boer War, which, look it up, guys, it's a fascinating colonial war. Let's just call it that. Um, but it's- uh, England had a few of those over yeah, the years. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, but, but, like, but him they not only they escaping from the Boers, um, but the way you know, but he went on tour, literally promoting himself afterwards for in the United States. Like this is why Americans love Churchill because he went all over the United States giving well, he, lectures, and on he himself. definitely had more American sensibilities about that kind of thing than British. Absolutely, you know, he knew how to of, play to the media. He yeah, knows. He was, yeah, well, his he, mother was. He broke American. a lot. He broke a yeah. lot of those uh, sort of the the British gentility rules of engagement. Um, yeah. Going back to Christian biographies, though, I think an, an, another thing. <laughs> I'm not let, done let, with this yet. Let, no, 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 no. It's okay. It's gotta, okay. Keep going. We're gonna stomp these grapes until they're until they're pulp <laughs> and all the wine is out. Um, are we allowed to mention wine on this podcast? Sure. Okay. Just not drinking. Sure. It's in, okay. it's in the Bible. All right. It's in the Bible. Um, I think fermented it, grape juice I, is the preferred term. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> old Welches. Um, yeah, old Welches. <laughs> it's uh, part of the reason that Christian biographies are so hard to write well is because the only reason that a Christian character is of note is because God did something. Yeah. And so to write these biographies about the heroes of the faith, usually, like, there's usually a disconnect because it feels sort of moralistic or you get the impression that their story is sort of ideal Christianity. You know, they came from poverty or they overcame this or they overcame that. And, and I mean, it's similar to, it's similar to trying to read the Bible – as a book about heroes instead of as a book about what God did. Mm-hmm. And you you end up like, what? I don't – what what am I supposed to take away from this instead of rec- – because most of the authors are not effectively kind of tying the person's faith holistically into yeah. how they dealt with um, – how they dealt with suffering or fear. So like The Hiding Place by Corey 
uh, I think it was by Corey Ten Boom, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah, she actually wrote that. And it was about her, but I couldn't remember. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> because it's from her, she can talk about fears and faith and prayers and things kind of woven in there. Um, same, what is it, God Smuggler by Brother Andrew, yeah. similar mm-hmm. kind of thing. Yep. But when they're written about somebody else, you don't get the same sort of, yeah. in this moment, I was relying on God. You just yeah. get heroic action in the face of fear, and you're like, that feels disconnected from what God does. Right, and and that's where it's really important that if if um, we're going to write something biographical, we need to show the warts of the person too. Yeah, that it's like, and so I mean, that was at. So mm-hmm. this sounds super self promoting and I hate it. But I'm here for you know, it. Thank do you. It, it's do your it. podcast. Yeah, but, with, uh, but with Luther, for example, yeah. both the both the documentary and the subsequent uh, coffee table size book that uh, that we built out of the screenplay. That was published um, by who and is available where? That was published by our friends at Patrol, um, who are great people. We super love those guys. And um, it is available on Amazon and uh, all kinds of other great places and their store as well. So you should really buy it from them direct. But uh, they. Uh, but one of the things that we, that we had to do was we had to avoid the temptation to um, – and the pressure really to – present all the virtues of Luther and none of none of the nasty bits yeah. um, about yeah. him you know the uh, semi-racist yeah um, anti-semitic yeah and I mean vile vile exoriations of the Pope he a, you know he he had some content he you know, in his he uh, had in his language books, for others, he definitely had choice language for others. He was I mean, pretty funny actually. If you read the way he taunted people, it's hilarious. He, yeah. yeah, he was good. I know. I wish more Christian trolls today could be as clever as Martin Luther. Yeah, it's funny. I well, mean, they're too busy seeing themselves as Charles Spurgeon, but the problem is, is that they're not. You know what else? Charles Spurgeon was funny too. <laughs> yeah, he was, and <laughs> he, they're also not. <laughs> right. I'm like, it, it, you can only be mean if you're funny. That's the rule. It's like the societal rule. You can only be mean if you're funny. And right. they're just mean and not funny. All right. Melon's so, like, Dad, that's not what we talked about. <laughs> Dad, wait a minute. That's not what you this said. This is a life lesson for when you're adult for when yeah, you're I'm an adult, giving, apparently. I'm, yes, I'm giving only. I'm yeah, adults only. That's right. That's what I tell my kids. I'm like, there are certain things you get to do when you're a grown up, and being mean and funny is one of them. <laughs> Well, one of the things, just as an aside, as a dad, I love seeing my daughter, my do- my oldest daughter, develop her sense of humor. Yes, and she's she's got some she's got some snark, and I love it. So, <laughs> where did she get that from? Uh, Possibly her mother. <laughs> no. She's the funnier of the two. I was say, I coming that. coming through that right back, like not yeah. me. I mean, yeah. you know, I mean, com- coming from you, that's a compliment. Though, yeah. So that's not. You yeah. Know, it's not. You're not blaming. No. You're, no. No. You're no. Crediting. No. Yeah. Was, Emily's way funnier than I am. Joyous so. thing. Do, will, do you guys have a favorite biography? Well, yeah, I was also going to say, I, I do, I will answer that, but also I'm, I'm going to rattle off a few names. I want you to throw out like your favorite bio on those okay. or sure. ones that are most well recommended. Okay. I want to recommend some to okay. people. So favorite biography, period. Um, oh, gosh. One of my favorite biographies is actually um, uh, is actually Bruce Campbell's um, If Chins Could Kill. You, you love that one. You I do. I super that love that one. Yep. It's mm-hmm. so much fun. If chins could if chins could kill. So um, Bruce Campbell is a B movie actor. He was the king. He's the king of B movie actors. In fact, 
Um, so he was in uh, the Evil Dead series. Um, <laughs> uh, a very like short, a very short-lived series called um, called The Adventures of Briscoe County Jr. in 1991 and 1992. Um, the he was a bit character in the. Hercules and Xena Warrior Princess movie series I as love well. That you watched that. I'm very well New aware Zealand of everything series. nerdy. Yeah. So um, funny guys. <sighs> Man, I told yeah. you this is what you're gonna get. You're gonna get yeah, like, that's we're right. all very that's different right. from each other. So it all is the same. It is super fun stuff. Um, from <clears throat> a um, you know, from a, a faith point of view, I think probably my favorite um, that comes close or that what comes close to a favorite for me is uh, memoirs of an ordinary pastor by uh, Don Carson about his dad, Tom. And it's just, it's just a fantastic book. You especially love that because they served in Quebec. Quebec. Yes. They served in Canada and um, his, but it's so fascinating to see how French though, but What's fascinating we, about it is he was just uh, – he really was just like your ordinary small church pastor, like no real fame, no, no – like he didn't, he didn't have a publishing deal. He didn't speak on a conference platform or any of that kind of stuff. Um, he was at the center of a couple of controversies um, and actually led to the split between um, uh, the – uh, Baptist, the Canadian Baptist denomination at the time into two into two separate groups, um, which is also fascinating. So, yeah. What do you got? Um, I mean, in terms of biographies, so I think my favorite autobiography, just pure sort of autobiography, is uh, is Jackie Robinson's. I never had it made. Um, that's I'm yeah. thoroughly biased because Jackie Robinson is one of my favorite American heroes in general. Um, but his, it's so, he spent so many years sort of held up as like, there, there was these, you know, he was the, he broke the color barrier. He was sort of this, the seminal figure in that way. Um, you know, there's these snapshots of him in different places, you know, or, uh, what was it? Pee Wee Reese comes over and puts his shoulder around him and the Cincinnati fans Did are hurling Did that actually insults. happen? I know I've heard like some legend it's behind a, that. It is a, it is an, um, like yeah. an amalgamation of different things that happened. Okay. But and it the was movie not, makes it very Right, definitive. it was not a day in Cincinnati kind of thing. Okay. Uh, from, from what I can tell. But this is, that. this is the story of Jackie Robinson, the man. And you get, you do get to see some of the like, the, the rage that boiled underneath and how hard it was for him in the midst of that. But then also what he did post-baseball career in terms of business and politics and struggles in business and the loss of a son and just a, a heroic and tragic character. So I think in terms of just biography or autobiography, that's that's right up there. In terms of memoir, the best memoir I've ever read is uh, is A Severe Mercy, and it's not close. Mm, really? um, okay. Yeah, Sheldon mm. Van Auken about – so he was – Who's an, an upper crust East Coaster in the what would it have been? I think first half of the 20th century. Mm-hmm. Um, he met met his wife. They went over to uh, they went over to England to study. Met C.S. Lewis while they were there. Mm-hmm. Came to faith. So it's a story of they're coming to faith respectively, and then but then his the loss of his wife to 
I think it was cancer, but he doesn't really say. It was just a wasting disease. Mm-hmm. And and then the journey through the struggles of faith and and loss. And he's I don't even know what else he wrote, if anything, that has been made notable. It's a little bit mm-hmm. like uh, like Harper Lee in the way that, like yeah. it's it's don't the know. it is the shooting star of a book, and I don't know that he followed it up with a ton of of anything, but it is. But it genuinely is one of the most brilliantly written. And then his reflections on faith itself are astounding. It's yeah. so good. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I think in terms of memoir, that stands out as just the best. Yeah. Nice. Okay. Uh, John Adams. Yeah. I mean, I, 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 the reason I like it and recommend if you want to see someone who – I mean, he's kind of an unsung hero of, mm-hmm. of the revolution. I mean, I, and as much as like people, everything's on, you know, Washington, Jefferson, certainly there's a lot on Adams, but I think yeah. it's fascinating. Here's a guy who defended Redcoat soldiers, you know, during the Boston Massacre, yeah. which a lot of people didn't know, and to him living a very long life to yeah. even seeing his son become president and so on. So it's just yeah. fascinating. So. Yeah. Yeah. Now, did you read? Uh, did you read uh, the biography on his son, uh, John Quincy Adams? No, I have it. I've not read it. Okay, it's yeah? fascinating. It? Here's another one where I mean, yeah. talk about like you can't prepare someone more to become president no. than his son because he, he went was on a terrible president, um, but probably one of the first best ex presidents. Yes. How about that? I yes. know that, that's an that's a yes. fascinating little twist on him. Yeah. yeah he anyone, was a, if anyone's seen Amistad or read the book, yeah. that's like a good perspective of him. But yeah. uh, but you're right. Yeah. 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 I know. I well they it. both were so. weak presidents. Sure. Really want to look sure. At it, but you know. but yeah, yeah, he he had a good post uh presidential career in politics. Love which it. was unusual so cool. as well. All right, I want to so, rattle. Let me, right. Can I rattle off a couple real quick? Yeah, no, yeah, no, yeah. No, no, I want to ask you guys. All right, best C.S. Lewis. Oh, what can you think of? I've never read a bio. I've only read Alistair McGrath. Well, which I've read, I really I mean, enjoyed. I've read his own. Yeah, yeah. His own. Do you gen- have? What okay. It, what his, his own autobiography. I mean, his more journey of faith. Was that surprised by joy? Uh, yeah. And, yes. Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. Which is great. That's that's, that's a memoir. That's, of it's sorts. a spiritual yeah. memoir. Spiritual memoir. Yeah. But yeah, I don't think I've ever read an actual bio of C.S. Lewis. Okay. Yeah. Here's the thing: I don't enjoy bios of people who spend their entire life thinking and not doing. Writing. <laughs> they. I mean, Lewis. Lewis is one of my favorite writers and yeah. thinkers. He does not make for a compelling biography when the whole thing consists of things he wrote and conversations. He so had. does that mean you're going to be really excited to see the Tolkien movie? I was no, say, I have no yeah. interest in the Tolkien movie. Yeah. First of all, because because of what I just said, but second of all, because I'm just really afraid they're gonna ruin it. Right. Because because he's he's such a he's such a seminal figure yep. in the literary world. I'm yeah. like, no, you don't get to mess this one up. Yeah. So right. if I hear reviews that are like this is brilliant from people outside the evangelical community, mm-hmm. I might take it seriously. Okay. Cool. How about uh Luther, since we were just talking about Luther? Oh. What do you like? Steve Nichols wrote one mm-hmm. called uh I think it was just called the Reformation: yeah. How a mm-hmm. Monk and a Mallet Changed yeah. the World. So Sounds it's, good. It's I've pretty, con- it's pretty concise, yeah. and it does the thing that I that I mentioned earlier, where he just follows the key points of the narrative through, so it doesn't kind mm-hmm. of get bogged down in the in the lengthy details. That's right. pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm going to go with Luther, um, the life and legacy of a German of the German reformer. Yeah. Who wrote that? Ah, yours yeah. truly. Ah. Um, <laughs> so. you, your favorite one is the one you wrote. Absolutely, That's absolutely. Meanwhile, wow. let's just. I'm here yeah, for that. Yeah, cool. Yep. Um, it, full support of this. It references everybody's. Yeah. <laughs> so, I, um, I mean, uh, Banton's is definitive. 
So it's okay. um, yeah. it's solid, although it has the apocryphal quote in it, um, which is the uh, here I stand, I can do no other. Gotcha. He didn't, didn't say it. it. Okay. Didn't say it. So, so we see it well, on Twitter no all fun. the time. <laughs> yeah. I know. How how could that yep. happen? Name. I know. That's terrible. I know. Just like uh, him and him, Harry Truman, Abraham Lincoln, they're all misquoted all the time on the man, internet. So, so rough. So rough. Oh well. So we could talk bios all the time. So we'll put some additional recommendations. I, I, yeah, I have one more to recommend. Oh, oh good. Just biographies that I really like. Yeah. yeah. It's the man called Cash. Yeah, by, Steve by Steve Turner. Yeah, it's a good one. I think there's a number of Johnny Cash biographies that are fascinating. Cash on but, Cash by Johnny but, Cash. But uh, this is... <laughs> Thank you, Nick Hornby. Yeah, of course, <laughs> he throws in a Nick Hornby high-fidelity quote. That's right. right there. But uh, Well done, me. This is this is another one that you talked about sort of yeah. revealing the spiritual warts of people. Now, I don't think people think of Johnny Cash as a spiritual hero, generally speaking, but it well, is a maybe, really fascinating look at his... Um, at his his spiritual journey, primarily sort of the 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 demons that he fought in his own life and where he kind of ended up. So it's it's really good. Cool, love cool. it. Very good, very good. All right, guys. Uh, very quickly, what are we reading? What are, are we, we reading? Are we, are we sucker not sucker punching? punching anybody? Oh, do you want to? I, I thought we were going to keep this. Uh, I thought we were going to keep this kid child friendly today. Well, I mean, and, it's still or does Madeline want to? I Madeline knows people who she would like to right. see sucker punched. All right, oh, no, hold on. You, you, she may have one. All right, there was a book. We we've talked about this in the podcast. Do you, you know what we're talking you slammed about? Slammed your hands down on the table. Sorry. Okay. Oh, sorry. It's okay because you said they kill the. Okay, so. First, we have to yeah. explain what we're talking okay. about because Madeline oh, doesn't okay. understand right. this. Wait, She's not a listener of the podcast yet. So, um, yet. so Madeline, the when we talk about the sucker, we're talking about a uh, a segment this. that we do called the Jack Reacher Sucker Punch of the Week. And so, what this is is it's a character or a um, author or an author, author or it's pretty broad. A kid at school just frustrates person the, in the leadership fire out of you yes yeah. <laughs> and and um, just needs a good sucker punch right in the nose right so think about so it can be a character in a book that you've and read just to be clear or a book itself you don't have to punch them they just deserve it yeah. so they you, deserve this, it. this is not violence. we're not condoning violence we're not here. endorsing we're not violence among in the face of, of what your father has told you about hitting others this is this is remember you tell me like i just need to hit a pillow well here you go this is your right. chance to hit that pillow yep. except the it pillow did. has a name as a name yes <laughs> that's great okay that's well, great uh, so dismissive like in a book yeah sure yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. In the, and uh, where the red fern grows, we read it for school, but um, punch the whole dang book. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I was really mad that the like dogs die. Yeah. But I'm not like mad at them, but I just like. But somebody wrote that yeah. book. Yeah. Yes. Somebody so wrote are you mad at the awful, person who wrote awful that book? Mad at that person who wrote it, or are you mad at your teacher? It's a good teacher? book. I just <laughs> I'm mad Both. that we had to like read that part, and it was really descriptive. Mm-hmm. So that was. Yeah. I I have okay. I have really that good. seared in my mind yeah, really from when I was now. about thank, your age, thank you. and so That's yes, a, that is a good, strong go. recommendation punch, for punch, our yep. sucker punch of the week. Strong. I like it. That's thank good. you. That's a good one. Thank you, right Madeline. There. All right. Love so it. last question, guys, and Madeline, if you'd like to participate as well, what are we what reading? Are we reading. Yeah, absolutely. You want to well, go, Madeline? What are I'm you reading Empowered right now. So. All right. Bye. Very good. Goodbye. Uh, Catherine Parks. All right. Very cool. Very cool. Just a word about Empowered, since this is an 
an audio medium and people can't see it. That's yeah. one of the best design books I've seen in recent months. Yes. It's real, the cover design yeah. is great and the interior layout mm. is really, really nice. Good choice of fonts. Mm-hmm. Kudos, kudos to that team. Kudos to Diane, Diane, Diana Lawrence. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I did that. Yep. Excellent. On the kids' team. Kids yep. yep. Very cool. Um, I've got uh, – I just finished Louis Giglio's new book, Not Forsaken, which doesn't mm-hmm. come out until May. It's okay. excellent. It's everything I thought it would be. Who's publishing that one? B&H, another one. Ooh. I finished it today, so, you know. Well done. I mean, there you go. A lot, a lot of shout-outs. Keep, well keep Keeping done. us employed. Well there done. There you go. Um, I'm not reading a B&H book right now. Thank you, so oh, I, I didn't expect you to, but that's okay. I do read the occasional B&H book, but not not currently. No, I'm reading Undiscovered Country by Lynn Anger, so mm-hmm. Leif Anger's brother. Nice. Um, even more striking than the – so the last one I mentioned by him was mm-hmm. The High Divide. Yes. This one, even more so than that one, <laughs> shows the difference in their how they write. Right. It is a really dark book. Yes, it is. And uh, I'm only two-thirds the way through, so I don't really know where it's going. It's very it's very kind of in the main character's head, yep. trying to figure out there, – there's an element to sort of solving a mystery, but also kind of solving himself. It's a teenage boy whose father uh, – is killed and it's unclear whether he does it himself or at the hand of another and he suspects a member of his family but it's really it's just very murky yes and uh so it's but it's not dark in like you know grotesque evil ways but just sort of the weight of tragedy right but he he can really write well the book itself is a um is a reinterpretation of hamlet so is it? It is. You know, everybody who reinterprets Hamlet loses me because I've never read Hamlet. But you don't or have s- to have read it or this seen time. the play. But you know yeah. it. Yes, you know it without. Yeah, it is a fantastic. Like that book is fantastic. Hamlet. Like, no, 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 no. What you're reading right okay. now. Okay, I was like, uh, no. really? I have Undi- no Shakespeare. Undi- no, Undiscovered <laughs> Country is terrific. Okay, right. it is so it is. good. I'm, I'm um, really. Yeah. Enjoying it, it sounds a little bit sort of happy and chipper. I'm appreciating yeah. it. There I you think go. that's probably a better way there to put it. There you go. There you go. Um, for me, the book that I am working on right now is the book that uh, was just released by this episode's sponsor, Gospel Centered Discipleship. Excellent. Um, hey There you go. Um, a Restless money. Age. Excellent. How St. Augustine Helps You Make Sense of Your 20s mm. by Austin Gohn. Mm. Very good stuff. Love me. Very Augustine. good stuff. Augustine, not Augustine. 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 Uh, it's Augustine. Augustine. It's not Augustine. Aug- so who declares that? Aaron. No, I'm serious. Like, I, 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 no, I'm not wrong. Oh, did you ask him Is about that it? Just, it's just, <laughs> in your last yeah, I mean, seance? Really. 1600 did years ago, Augustine did you talk to tell him about you it? to mispronounce his name? Augustine. It's not St. Augustine, Florida. <laughs> Just because Americans are wrong. Um, you Do you say wrong. Isaiah and 2 Corinthians as well? I don't say that. Okay, cool. Yeah. Those, those are also incorrect. <laughs> you can tell D.A. Carson I said so. Yeah, I'll be I'll be sure the next time yep. we're, next uh, time we're at the Canadian beverages. Christian meeting. So. Grabbing some Tim Hortons coffee, you can tell them the Barnabas yeah, Piper says cigarette. stop it's saying a, 2 Corinthians. Yeah. It's a great day to podcast, you guys. It, though? Just say, I love you all. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And on that note, we're uh, wrapping up today. So thanks, uh, guys, for hanging out. Thanks, Madeline, for participating and listening to this nonsense. And thank you for sucker punching the writer of Where the Red Fern Grows right out of the studio. Yeah, well done. It was All right. deserved. It was. All right. So, uh, listeners, hope you enjoyed today's episode. Thanks for uh, tuning in. Leave your glowing five-star rating and review on iTunes. 
buy our sponsors' books, and buy all the books that we mentioned as well. Thanks. See ya. This is an Area Code podcast.